Hi, everyone. Good evening. So um, tonight I'm going to talk about um, the practice of noting, um, noting thoughts, also noting the breath, noting sensations. Um, and, uh, but, and I think the best way to do it will be to, to talk a little bit about the practice, um, how it works before then we do our, our like main sitting of the evening so that we can um, sort of try it out. And um, so, uh, and then I think the discussion we could have after that would be much more, uh, much, much richer because um, it'll be based on everyone actually like giving it a try and seeing what felt natural, what, what worked, what did it. Um, before um, we, before I say anything, I thought it'd be nice just to sit for just a, two or three minutes so that we settle into the evening. Um, and then I'll speak and then we'll practice. And then hopefully we'll have time to talk a little bit more after that. So this is a super short sitting, just, um, just to give us a chance to settle down. Um, so please just get into a comfortable position. And just take a moment to feel your body sitting here. Feel the weight of the body, its mass. Feel the pull of gravity. on your head, your arms, your torso. Feel the contact that your body is making with whatever is supporting its weight, the seat or cushion, beneath your bottom, the floor beneath your feet or your knees. Not thinking about those points of contact, but rather really feeling the sensations produced by the contact between body and whatever supports the body. Feel the quality of the air of the room that you are in on whatever exposed skin there is on the surface of your body, your hands, your neck, your face. How does the air in the room feel? on your skin.
Now open yourself up to all the sounds in the space around you. Sounds in the room you're in, in other rooms in the building that you are in, and perhaps also sounds from outdoors, the street, passing cars, wind, weather, birds. Now please bring your awareness to your belly. And at first just notice how the belly feels. Notice if there's any tension or holding in the muscles of the belly. Any other sensations, there's often a lot of feeling, emotion, various kinds of energy and sensations in the belly. Just notice what's going on in your belly. And invite your belly to soften. to hang out, let it, let itself just hang, soft and pliant and loose. And feel the way that the belly and indeed the chest as well move as you breathe in and out. Feel the sensations of the rise and fall of the chest, the rise and fall of the belly. Okay, thank you. Always nice to start the evening with a little bit of quiet. So <clears throat> noting is, um, I think, one of the most important practices. Um, it's on the one hand, very simple, but has a lot of different sorry, wrinkles and nuances to it. Um, I think I'm gonna to try to keep it fairly simple and then see what comes up um, maybe as we do our sitting together and in discussion later. And it's a topic that I'll probably return to um, a few times in the coming month or two. So it's not the only time we're gonna discuss it. It's a very important practice, but one that um, I don't always foreground in the way um, that I teach. Um, and so it's been a while since I've talked explicitly about the practice of noting. So I thought I'd return to it. 
Um, and I think every time I return to a topic, you know, just by happenstance, different elements get uh, emphasized, drawn out. And so even for those of you who have um, heard me talk about noting or thought labeling before, um, I think hopefully this, that there'll be, you know, some new wrinkles um, for you tonight. In any case, it's a different moment, right? Who we are now tonight sitting together, different things may come up. So even if the words are the same, we're not, you're not, right? So, um, so noting, I think um, a good way to begin to think about noting is um, just as a complement to what sitting is in general, the practice of presence, it's being present to what is going on right now, whatever that may be. So, um, so for those of you who um, may actually have never uh, encountered the practice of noting before, let me just give you a few examples so that it, it, you know, it, it doesn't sound too abstract right from the get-go. So um, examples of noting, okay. I'm gonna give you different kinds. Uh, a simple one is like when we're breathing in and out, we might say breathing in, breathing out, or just in and out. So the silent to ourselves as we're feeling the breath. Um, when we are thinking, when we discover ourselves to be thinking during sitting practice or just in everyday life, um, we might say thinking. Some people say thinking, thinking, like repeat it twice. Um, either one's fine. I actually find just saying it once is completely adequate and feels a little bit less clunky than saying it twice. So I just say thinking. But some people say thinking, thinking. They also might get a little bit more fine-grained about it. And when they notice that they're having a thought that's like planning, planning, or an emotion like fear, they'll, they'll note whatever um, mental state or emotional state they're, they're observing in consciousness. I also think it's very um, useful to note sensations, like when tension draws your awareness, um, you can say tension. Um, you can also just say like sensing, I'm sensing something. You maybe you don't have the right word to describe what kind of sensation you're, you're, um, you're feeling. So just say sensing um, or feeling. Um, and you can get as, you can be as general or as precise as you want. Um, I think uh, a key thing is maybe not to become too fixated on getting exactly the right word, you know, like, um, you know, you could, you could, um, you know, you could say anxiety or fear or, um, you know, um, remembering or this or that, but you could also just say thinking, you know, just thinking is good enough too. So these are just some examples of what, um, what certain uh, moments of noting sound like internally. Um, so we note what we're experiencing 
what awareness is aware of. Um, And the notation is, um, is nothing more than a kind of acknowledgement, a gentle acknowledgement of whatever awareness is encountering in that moment. Um, in a way, you don't need the notation. Awareness is um, in itself, um, at least theoretically, sufficient. Um, but in my experience, and the experience of uh, a lot of people who um, I really respect, I think it's very easy um, to, uh, to have a kind of murky awareness of what our thoughts are like or what's going on internally. Um, a very imprecise, fuzzy awareness of what's going on um, that is immediately sharpened and clarified if we take a moment to just pause and say thinking, you know, or planning or something like that. Um, and so uh, I think it's um, really um, an incredibly valuable thing to incorporate into one's sort of um, meditative practice. Uh, we can, I think, fool ourselves pretty easily into thinking that we're aware of what the mind is doing. Um, but then when we begin to practice noting, we realize, wow, there were a lot of thoughts that I was just not really um, clearly aware of. Um, but then by kind of um, it, intending to note suddenly, our, our internal vision, as it were, our sight becomes, our insight becomes clear. Um, this is something that I think you should you should just test out in your own experience. You know, like with like everything um, about meditation practice, like ultimately, you know, you yourself, I think, need to test out these different methods and say this this works for me, this helps, or doesn't, and what doesn't seem to be helpful. Don't worry too. Don't worry about it. Um, it may not be helpful to you ever, or it may not be helpful to you now. But at some um, later time, it might um, sort of reveal itself to be actually very useful to you. So, um, what I would say is, don't worry if it's not proving to be effective or helpful for you. But also, don't assume it won't ever be, and and, and revisit practice like it like this once in a while. Give it a try. Um, so. Um, I think that uh, noting thoughts, let's just pause with that, um, that version of noting, which I think is one of the most important ones. Noting thoughts, um, I think is really, really helpful because there's something about the act of mentally noting that gives us a little bit, just a little bit of space between ourselves and the thought. So like if we're having, like, let's say, um, anxious worries about um, maybe a, a conversation we had earlier in the day or that we might have the next day, right? It's so easy to be caught up in that kind of anxiety and just, just be identified with the, the, the anxiety, the thoughts, and just be sort of like circling, right, spiraling. Um, 
But if you simply just say thinking or anxiety or worry, right there, just in that act of saying those simple words, you've created just a little bit of space or daylight between yourself and those thoughts so that um, the kind of total identification that might've existed initially with those thoughts is now softened. Um, And even if you don't quite see the thoughts as just thoughts, even if still you're very much caught up in the energy of anxiety, there's just a little bit more space. Um, And that space over time will grow the more diligently you practice um, noting so that um, you can see thoughts of anxiety emerge. You can see the effects they have on your body, but yet you can realize they're just things that are happening in this mind-body system and not necessarily who you are at that moment. Um, And you start to become more and more um, identified with that kind of aspect of awareness that is doing the noting rather than being so identified with the mental states that are being noted. So it creates this kind of over time, a separation between awareness and the contents of awareness, where initially um, we just are those contents. You know, we are the anxiety, the fear, the planning, all that stuff, right? Um, The same thing goes for sensations. And I think um, one of the things I wanna emphasize when we do our sitting in just a a little bit is that once you note a thought, like let's say um, worrying, right? Anxiety, Um, uh, then once you've noted it, the most important thing is to then bring your awareness to the body um, and, and just see how the body is doing. Often uh, thoughts that have any kind of um, emotional juice will um, produce some kind of activation in the body. So an anxious a th- thought, a thought um, where we express internally some kind of worry about something that we're thinking about, will almost always be accompanied by a a certain kind of pattern of tension in the body. For each of us, it's gonna be different for, and for each of us, um, different kinds of anxieties may manifest in different places, you know, but uh, a tightness in the chest, tightness in the belly, or even a certain kind of pattern of activation where perhaps you feel closed in the throat and um, maybe a tightness in the neck or shoulders um, uh, and the belly all simultaneously. So the key thing is after noting the thought, bring your awareness into the body. And there, I think it's actually just as helpful to note the sensations you're feeling as it is to note the thoughts that created those sensations. So, um, and it can be very simple, something like tension, you know, um, tightness. um, And that does the same thing to the sensations as noting thoughts does to relationship to those thoughts. We um, 
can start to observe the tension with a little bit of spaciousness rather than just being so so identified, so closely identified with that tension. Instead of just being the tension, we can say, oh, yes, there is tension here. Um, and because I think often when we, um, when we're feeling that kind of tension, we just sort of are it, you know, we, we are that kind of mm, feeling of like, you know, a, a ball of, you know, lead in my stomach or whatever it may be. And so the practice of noting can be very, very useful for creating just a little bit of observational space uh, between yourself and different kinds of sensations. Now, even when there isn't, like I use a pretty you know, intense example, like anxiety causing tension in your throat and your chest and your belly. Um, not all thoughts have that kind of emotional juice, but I think, and this is something, again, to experiment with and see if it, it jives with your experience. But even, um, you know, emotionally fairly innocuous thoughts, like um, just thinking about some task we have to do or just daydreaming, you'll begin to notice often also have um, sort of physical manifestations. Like I often feel like a certain kind of um, sense of constriction up in the head area when I'm lost in thought, you know, or a certain kind of... Um, uh, a sense of like maybe like a, a fuzziness that has suddenly um, sort of like you know merged um, uh, over my face, or um, uh, and so um, you start to get very intimate with this practice of the kind of correlations between thought patterns and body patterns, and you start to realize that they move in a very intimate dance with each other but one that we're not often very clearly aware of, which is why so often people could end up with headaches or um, you know, tight shoulders or backs and not really realize what's going on. Is, and, and, and then maybe it sort of dawns on that, oh, I'm stressed. <laughs> you know, but really all, you've, all you, you know, had to go on was the fact that the body was sort of giving you signals and you didn't know what they quite meant until you sort of slowed down and said, oh yeah, of course, I just I have a lot of anxiety. Um, and so it makes sense that, that my body is feeling this way. Um, and we can carry a lot of physical you know, symptoms and discomfort in this way and not realize the connections that they have to our minds. And the same goes the other way too, where we think we just have these thoughts and don't, and don't understand the connections they have with the body as well. It goes both ways, it's disconnection. And so part of what this practice is doing is allowing us to reconnect the body and the mind to see the way that one is constantly affecting and interacting with the other, you know. Um, over time, doing this practice, I think as I've already suggested, uh, allows us to see more and more clearly that thoughts, emotions, and bodily activity are just things that happen. They, they, um, they are connected to our histories, our backgrounds, you know, um, are, and they, they're connected to what's happening in our world, right? But they are um, not all of who we are. 
let me put it this way. They are um, the way in which we uh, so intimately identify with our thoughts, with our emotions, right? Um, as if that is just all of who I am, that identification slowly begins to soften and sometimes quite radically through the use of this kind of practice where we can start to see that, um, and this is an image that uh, you, you'll see Buddhist teachers use all the time, but it's, it's because it's such an apt one, like um, that these thoughts and these sensations are like, you know, weather patterns floating through the sky. Um, and that uh, at first we thought we were just those storm clouds. We were just that weather, right? And we realized actually um, that we are also the sky that can hold them all. And this practice of noting, this practice of awareness is a practice that over time helps us feel more at home in the sky-like nature of the mind rather than just in the contents that are floating through. And of course, you can imagine the kind of radical changes that will happen where, you know, when we see the anxiety is emerging in this way, anxious thoughts emerge, it creates certain uh, uh, reactions in the body. That's different from being anxious you know, where you're actually witnessing or observing the mental and physical um, components of anxiety arising. That's different from being anxious. It's different from being angry. It's different from being sad. Um, so it is um, for this reason, I think one of the core practices um, in the Buddhist sort of toolkit uh, because it has the potential to really radically um, reshape our, our sort of understanding of who we are and our experience of who we are. Um, but it begins, the thing is like all this theory is in some ways, I think it's, it's useful, helpful framing, but in the moment of meditation practice, don't have to worry about any of that. It's just very simple. Just note if a thought comes up. Note if a sensation arises. Note the breath as it goes in and out. Um, all the other stuff that I just said flows naturally from this simple practice. And if you think about all this stuff, too much, then that's just like more thinking, you know, just more stuff to identify with. And you say, I'm a meditator. That's just another identity, right, to have. Um, to actually meditate is really just to observe what's going on in the moment. And the beautiful thing about noting is it gives us a concrete practice to stay anchored in the present. Um, there's a, there's a, um, a psych co-therapist um, and Buddhist practitioner named Mark Epstein, who's written a lot of books about Buddhism and meditation. But one thing that he said that actually I quite like is that, you know, you can think of Buddhism as in a way um, having uh, found a way to tame um, the naturally obsessive tendencies of the mind. You know, the, the mind is naturally a pretty obsessive thing. It likes to have something that you want to do. And usually what it does is not something very good for us. You know, we're usually like ruminating, you know, they're just being in circles, like worrying about things unnecessarily, all this stuff. 
So this practice of noting Epstein observed is actually like quite an obsessive practice. <laughs> you know, so it has a very obsessional sound, like really, like really just like label everything that's happening moment to moment, right? So actually he sees Buddhism as being like a homeopathic treatment, you know, use a bit of the poison of obsession, but in order to free us from all the suffering that obsession usually causes, you know, um, I like that, you know. So yeah, it gives our mind something to do, right? Um, in a way to help free us from the suffering the mind left to its own devices might want to create for us. So, um, so um, let's just give it a try for like 15 or so minutes, all right? Um, and then let's see what comes up, questions, observations, experiences, all right? So to begin, let's just settle back into a, a comfortable, stable meditation posture. And after all that blah, blah, probably the mind has been activated. So and just reground yourself, bring your awareness again to the place where your body makes contact with whatever's supporting you. Invite your awareness down from your head into the body and especially where the body isn't is touching the earth, touching the seat beneath you, something nice and grounded. Now, please bring your awareness to the breath and feel free to Follow the breath wherever feels most natural and comfortable to you. It could be the rise and fall of the belly or the chest, or you could feel the passage of air in and out of your nose. Or you might even follow the belly and chest together, just the torso moving as a whole as you breathe in and out. And let the breath come and go at its own rhythm. And as you breathe in, just silently say to yourself, breathing in. And as you breathe out, say breathing out, just lightly, gently, as a way of just acknowledging the movement of the breath. If you prefer, you can just use the words in and out. And when you notice that you have been pulled away from the breath by a thought or a series of thoughts, just note that just by saying thinking. You don't have to have a 
clear sense of what the thought was. Maybe you don't know exactly what the thought was, but you just know that you've been thinking about something, perhaps there's a whole series of thoughts. Just label that whole collection of murky, unclear thoughts thinking. And then come back to the breath. The point is not to stay firmly focused on the breath. We're just using the breath as a kind of anchor to help us stay grounded in the moment, but it's totally okay for thoughts to pull you away, for sensations in the body to pull you away. Just notice where your awareness is being drawn to away from the breath. Note whatever it is that pulls you away. And then come back to the breath for a bit. And then when you're pulled away again, just notice thinking. Or perhaps you'll notice tension or some kind of sensation in a part of the body. Let your awareness observe those sensations. pause, and then come back to the breath. You can experiment with using more precise labels, like instead of just thinking, planning, remembering, worrying. If those labels come naturally to you, go ahead and use them, but don't expend any analytic energy trying to come up with the right label. If in doubt, just use a generic label like thinking or sensing or feeling. But if more precise ones come up like prickliness, tingliness, burning, or sadness, anxiety, anger, go ahead and use them. But don't spend any extra time thinking of the right label. General ones are completely fine.
sometimes you can feel that the flow of thoughts or sensations is so rapid that you can't keep track of them all. And I would say it's important to maintain a leisurely pace when it comes to noting. So don't try to note everything. Just note once in a while, note it in a leisurely way. Let other thoughts and sensations go by. Just note the ones that are most clearly calling for your attention, have the most energy to them. Any sense of speed or urgency is just more of the ego. and will not serve you well. Stay slow, stay gentle. You might also experiment with not returning to the breath after each time you note, rather just seeing where awareness is drawn to. And then if there is nothing in particular to note or to observe, just then come back to the breath. But you can let awareness move from sensation to sensation, or even thought to thought for a little bit, and just see what it's like to follow the flow of experience without using a set anchor to keep returning to. Give it a try for little bits at a time and see how it feels. But be sure from time to time to return to the breath. Breathing in, breathing out.
Now that we've been doing this for a few minutes, begin paying attention for thoughts that are about how you're doing at this meditation. Those are some of the most interesting thoughts observed during meditation practice, the thoughts we have about meditation practice. Frustrations, expectations, judgment, If you notice a thought about how practice is going for you, note thinking, and perhaps note the sensations those thoughts produce in your body. Another interesting and important thing to look out for is the tone of voice that you use when you note. Noting is a gentle acknowledgement of your experience. But we often add to our practice of noting a kind of edge as if we're irritated that we're thinking, as if we want to get rid of whatever it is that we're noting, that we're kind of using the notation to bat that thought or feeling away. Just look out for the addition of judgment, right? Or aversion to the way that you note. Okay, 
That's good for this session. I want to leave enough time for us to discuss, share. So, um, yeah, maybe I'll just open the floor for any observations, any questions. Um, how was it? Or um, And were there certain things that you'd like to hear explained a little bit more fully? Because of course this, I can only say a little bit about how to do it, so. Did it just feel hard? Did it feel awkward, you know? You don't have to, by the way, do the breathing in, breathing out thing. Like it's, this is something we can incorporate into just following the breath without noting the breath. But I thought it would, it sometimes it can produce a nice sense of continuity if we're always noting something. And then it becomes easier just to note thoughts and we're kind of primed to note, especially when we're beginning to use this method. I think it'd be useful, but something we can just incorporate into regular like three-point awareness practice or following the breath. And just then when thoughts or sensations emerge, um, then use the noting, but then return to the breath silently. It's also something that's very useful to do in regular life. Once if you just notice like you're in interaction with someone and you just, you know, you just have these like thoughts that start, you can say thinking, just a way of like creating just a little bit of space between yourself and whatever thoughts you may be having um, about a particular situation. Anyone experience anything interesting, surprising? Hi, everybody. Hi, Marty. Sometimes when I do noting, I, I practice noting a lot on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, and I practice it often when I'm doing walking meditations. Um, and something that I find when I practice noting is that I, I feel, I can feel especially groundless because, um, instead of doing what I usually do with my, with thoughts where I just kind of let them run their course and, mm -hmm. and observe them, I really feel separate from them. Mm -hmm. And then it's when that separation feels like I've practiced it you know, enough or when I practice it frequently, I feel like I can have days where I feel totally um, like disconnected from, from reality. Cause I feel this, that the distance can sometimes get too great. So I just always, I always am aware of that in noting that sometimes it um, yeah, can make me feel especially uh, scattered or, or groundless, which is surprising to me. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. I will say that I can kind of, my one um, weird observation was like my, I felt like my mind was just like offering up flashes of like memory to be like, here's this, like, I don't know. I'm so idle. I'm just kind of like coming up with random memories. Mm -hmm. I found it very interesting. I would just get like flashes of memory. 
And that was giving me a feeling of like disassociation to be like, yeah, I was not expecting this, these like random flashes of like places or people. I think it can be a little bit like free writing where you just let the the, the hand move and you just see what comes up. Because we're not like, we're not following, like Marnie said, we're not following the thoughts to their conclusion, right? We're not like, like thinking the thoughts to our natural conclusion. So we're not traveling the usual grooves of the mind. And so for that reason, actually, like a lot of interesting content can just emerge um, and then, um, when we're kind of unmoored from our habitual patterns. Marnie, you do this when you do walking meditation. So you're, you're feeling the sensations in your feet, right? And you're like, you're feeling grounded in the body. I don't know if I do walking meditation. I know there's no right way to, uh-huh. to do it, but I don't know if I do it right. <laughs> so okay. when I'm doing walking meditation, I'm noting, I'm noting sensations. I'm noting thoughts, um, physical sensations, and also noting uh, a lot of visual, a lot mm-hmm. of like visual intake. So I'm noting, I'm noting like rock, like rocks, uh, mm-hmm. weeds sand and that's that has then kind of created this so whatever emerges as most whatever with each step whatever emerges is what i is what i know um although i i i don't feel the groundlessness that i'm describing i don't feel as often in a walking meditation mm-hmm. as i do in this in a sitting meditation yeah um, i because i think i mean you know it's it's hard to know right like i think that there is a I, I, um, there is a way in which practicing noting can actually give rise to a sense of groundlessness because we're feeling sort of unmoored from our usual identification, right, with our <laughs> thoughts. And actually one thing that people can often experience is almost the kind of like anxiety or fear that comes up after you've like noted a thought. And because it's like that, that sense of meanness is not so present, you know, um, it's just a thought, right? It's just a series of thoughts. Um, so, but I, I, I think it's also, um, I, I, as long as you're staying grounded in the body, so and when you're doing walking meditation, really just making sure that your, your awareness is in your feet, feeling the body. Um, and then when you're sitting, trying to keep an emphasis on also staying connected to the sensation of the body, then, then I don't think there's anything to worry about. It's, it's, but you, you don't, I can also imagine like um, noting disconnected from the body can sort of lead to a feeling of like disconnection or dissociation as well. And that wouldn't, I think would not be so good, you know? Um, so I think, and I think you're finding it not pleasant, right? That's the way you're describing it. Um, yeah. I, I, I actually don't know if it is unpleasant. I think mm. it, sometimes it feels just risky the way that mm. it, or, yeah. or, uh, risky also sounds unpleasant. It feels um, new and uncomfortable but it, okay. i wouldn't say it always feels unpleasant but yeah that's yeah I'm yeah yeah and there can be i mean uh, like that that feeling i was describing where you feel like oh that sense of me is not so present that can feel risky you know um that can feel but um that's where i think it's like it's a it's a subtle subtle issue like this is why like you know people talk to meditation teachers one-on-one about these specific things but um i think as long as you're staying in the body I think you're doing everything fine. But I would say if you're not feeling like you're putting enough emphasis on bodily sensations, that's the way to stay grounded. Um, um, because you don't want to be dissociated from your body. You know, you don't want to be, yeah.
I think one thing I found challenging tonight was, I think it was just expectation in a way. And I think this is, this is something I've been, I've been struggling a lot with recently in, in, in practice. Um, and, and I think specifically with noting, you know, like, I, I guess, I guess I, I think I, I first came across noting like a year ago, so it's not particularly new with me, but I felt like tonight and also recently, like, you know, there, there's this, I, I just, I feel like I, I haven't been, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just been a bit like self-critical. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I guess it's because, you know, that the, there are, there are certain like stimuli, like, you know, maybe it's just like, you know, not like getting attached to thoughts, um, and being like, Oh, like, you know, but you did this before, you know, why can't you do it now? Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and I, and I guess like, you know, I've tried to remember that, you know, like, even though like, you know, thoughts like maybe similar, you know, perhaps in their con in their con, I guess in their texture, like the context is different and every moment is brand new. And so, you know, even though there might be like similar, similarly textured thoughts, like, you know, maybe like the content is slightly different, like, because it is a new moment. And so, you know, like, it's not, you know, like something that, you know, once you have it, you can apply to everything, but yeah, no, that, that, that was just like generally what I've been experiencing recently. And so I guess Bernie, if, if you have any suggestions for, um, for that's just like with, with expectation and just kind of letting go and, and just being um, fully with whatever, whatever it is. Well, I, I mean, I think um, noting, being aware of the very expectations you're talking about and the self-critical thoughts is, I think, the key, right? Um, not, not trying to let go of them, you know, not, not saying, wait, why can't I get over these expectations? But actually seeing those expectations themselves and the frustration, the self-judgment they produce as the opportunity for being in the moment. I mean, um, if you're seeing them as like frustrating, why can't I get over the expectations I have? Why can't I just let go? Why can't I be more present? Then you're already creating this kind of ideal of what the, 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 the sitting is supposed to feel like. Well, the sitting, the experience of the sitting is one of like frustration, expectation, self-judgment, et cetera. And so the gateway to the present moment is like noting all of that, feeling what it does in the body. Um, and that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, so one of the most interesting and revelatory um, aspects of sitting practice are the second order thoughts that we have about sitting practice itself, about meditation practice. Um, we learn a tr- can learn a tremendous amount about our core sort of attitudes and beliefs by paying attention to how we approach meditation practice itself. So if you're self-critical in other domains, you're going to be self-critical when you meditate. If you have high expectations, if all this, whatever it is that you do in other domains, you're going to bring into your meditation practice. And the problem is a lot of people say, why can't I just let go? Why can't I just relax? Like, why can't I just do this right? When the very frustrations they're feeling are actually the most important rich data they have, but they think somehow like that's the obstacle to real practice. When the practice is actually the very thing that they're, they're trying to get over, you know? So um, I see, again, just like reframe it as the opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately being present to that, it's not pleasant, but, but that's what being present will feel like in that moment. Yeah. Thank you. Maybe time for just one more thought if anyone has one, but no need to force it. We can, we're gonna, we, we have many, many weeks. No rush.
I had a, a really peaceful meditation. Um, and I, I've never done noting before. I actually thought when I saw your invitation to tonight that noting was when a thought comes, just jotting it down on a piece of paper so you could forget about it. Um, but it was interesting. I had two just light gaps of meditation where two thoughts from today kind of popped into my head and I, I recognized them. I didn't label them, but it was nice to recognize them because usually I just let them go. And then I had one longer thought that was actually something about next week that carried me away a little further, um, but also then the recognition of it and being able to come back. So it, it was it was helpful, but um, new for me. And in the background, your voice really wasn't a distraction from the meditation. It was really helpful to hear certain phrases and ways that you categorize some of the thoughts. Great. I'm glad to hear it was a good session, Peter. That's good. Okay. How about we sit for one minute quietly together and then say good night? Okay, awesome. <clears throat> We kind of don't want this to end, but we all need to go. <laughs> so good night, everyone. Good to see you. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Hi. 100 degrees. <laughs> <laughs>